Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. The thought of your team leaving you for the salon down the road, it's damn scary, especially when you know it may be unlikely that you'll recruit somebody new anytime soon. I'm pretty sure it's a salon owner's worst nightmare. Everybody leaving you and you're the one to pick up the pieces. Honestly, even when I had a team of 30, I still worried about this at times. So instead, I focused on building a salon team culture that was so good, so irreplaceable that my stylists would never want to leave. Like that's the goal, right? But when I see salon owners trying to do this, I often notice they make one big mistake. So in this episode, we're going to unpack this mistake and I'll share with you my three-step leadership strategy, which will help you build a salon culture so good that your team never wants to leave. Right. Don't forget to grab my copy of the three-step leadership strategy. I'm going to put it in the show notes of this episode for you to grab, to download and come along the ride with me. Let's hang out together during this episode. Hey, Larissa here from Salon Owners Collective. Now, I'm a salon owner of 20 years, uh, and I built a team from two, me and one other, to a team of 30. Of course, now I'm a coach, and I help salon owners uh, grow a, a team, attract dream clients, and really step into your role as the salon owner. I call it the salon CEO. And I thought I'd like to share this with you because I know it's been super useful, not only for me, but for many, many, many of the owners that I work with in Seller Mastery. So let's do this. I feel like um, the current world, you know, I, I, I want to not say this new generation, it's a bit sort of the thing to say, but I it is a little bit true. You know, we're in an environment in a world now where um, we see people having a beautiful life. Do you know, our people only put their best life forward on social and what we don't see is the hard work that went into getting that person to where they are right now. Like once upon a time, Beyonce, she had no followers. Once upon a time, she actually had none. And then she had five. And then she had 15. And we all start somewhere. Um, this is certainly my beautiful 15-year-old son. And, you know, he wants the results, but he's forgotten somehow that he has to do the work. And um, our team members, they want to eat dessert before they eat the vegetables, right? But I think it's our responsibility to lead our team to make sure they eat the veggies first before they get the dessert. What happens is that we end up having the sense of like, I don't know what else to do for them. And so we, we bribe and give treats and sweets to our team. We bring food for lunches. We put more Friday night drinks on and then we give them the holidays that they want, even though we've got no team. Um, we're either too kind and we give too much of ourselves. I can see some people giggling there. <laughs> Is that resonating? We're either too kind or we're too scared to say no because if we say no, we think that they're going to leave. 
And I think instead we need to shift it around and turn it around to become advocates for their success. Like we know ultimately, why do you need to eat your vegetables? Because you get vitamins, because you get minerals, and there are some good things in there. If you live a life on lollies and treats, you're going to get pimples and you're going to feel like crap. So we need to do the same. We need to advocate for our team for success so they don't, so, and that we don't become the bribes to get what we want because it's short-lived. We give the kid the lolly and uh, what do they do? They scream next time they want the lolly because they're still feeling like bad and they want the instant hit. We cave to pressure. We're too afraid to stand our ground. And then we get into this, we have to fight them um, or cave into their demands. And so we get into this uh, passive-aggressive kind of, it becomes us and them. We become passive-aggressive about our team and they're like them and they're on the other side of the line and you're on this side of the line. So it's not about going into pressure. It's about leading the way through a clear step-by-step strategy. And, and learning how do we articulate this. And when we've got clarity around the strategy steps for ourselves, then we're more likely to be able to communicate that with them. And then we can help them to do the freaking work. Like it's up to us to tell them to do the freaking work. You can change the, the, one of those letters if you want to. Um, we need to tell them why they need to eat their vegetables. Um, and make sure they don't eat too much ice cream before dinner because they get too full, too full, full of sugar. But it's up to us to lead the way and uh, tell them that we even have a strategy. Otherwise, unfortunately, this is what I see happening is that they run out of future with us, right? They eat the ice cream and then they wonder what's next. My tummy is full, but there's nothing to look forward to. What's next for me? I've achieved all of the goals and I've been here for five minutes. We need to show them what's next, where to from here. I have a future for you. Look, you know, trust me, I have the future for you. Um, people will always leave when they run out of future with you. We need to create future. Otherwise, she's going to look elsewhere. She's going to look at the salon down the road. The grass is always greener. Um, and... If they can't see what's next and the good things that are happening here right under their nose, then we need to paint it out for them and actually uh, become the employer of choice. I always think about it like if we're not talking about our business and what's going on, nobody else's. It's up to us to communicate that. I think we've got to make it our quest, if you will, to be so good that they don't leave, that they don't look over the fence. So in order for us to become the employer of choice, there's one fundamental mindset that I think that we need to install. And that is that it's not about us, our wants and our needs and our frustration, which is kind of being a little bit reactive, right? Kid has tantrum, throw lollies at child. But to step back and change the perspective a little bit because um, we actually need to make them the hero of the business and our role changes, right? We need to put them up on the pedestal um, and you become the coach. Um, and I think it's, it's sometimes it's easy to forget that because business is hard right? And to make them the hero, that's a quite a shift in mindset. But how do we make this, how do we make the mental shift while keeping um, 
our own business boundaries, needs, and uh, yeah, I'm going to just say the boundary line super clear. So when we say to our five-year-old, can I have a biscuit before dinner? And the answer is no biscuits before dinner um, because it spoils your dinner. The minute we give in and we give the biscuit at dinner, now um, the whole dynamic has changed and they know that biscuits are on the table if, as long as I ask and throw a tantrum and it changes our dynamic. And so the focus needs to be not so much on us in the business, us being reactive, but to make them the hero so we can set them up for success. And then we get the afterglow of their success. So the focus doesn't become on, no, you can't have the biscuit. The focus becomes on the benefit of eating the vegetables. And our goal is to be the coach, the guide, if you will, uh, rather than um, being a reactive person um, from, from behind. We need to become the coach. Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry, we're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team. You love your team. But you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have. Increase sales without spending more on advertising well it's totally possible and i want to help you and i want to help you do it with ease in a classy way no hard and dirty sales tricks here ways to serve your clients make more because everybody wins the team the client and of course you the business owner now if you want to find out more just dm me uh, and let's chat i'll make a plan for you i'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. All right, I want to talk about Yoda. Does anybody not know Yoda? Like Star Wars is famous enough that you all know Yoda. Please tell me if you're like, who the heck is that little green guy? Let me know. I'll tell you who Yoda is. So hopefully you know him. He is in the Star Wars movie. Uh, not in the most recent ones. He is a little, he's a Jedi. I do believe. I, I went and looked at Yoda because I I really liked the idea. If you, I don't know if you know in the story, like Yoda's not a big player in the story, but he's the wise one that comes and talks to um, Obi-Wan Kenobi and kind of guides him. He doesn't tell him what to do. He doesn't say step one and step two. He says, well, if you do these things, you know, this is what happens. These are the main lessons. And I thought, oh, my word, this little green guy is actually quite smart. So the, the first thing was um, train yourself to let go of everything that you fear. So when we let go of the fear of losing people and when we focus on them um, when we don't focus on them leaving and what they can take away for us, we get, in fact, the opportunity to focus on growing and them succeeding. The focus now becomes on their success and it, we step out of fear and we focus on growth instead, which leads us to the next one, which is decide you must how to serve them best. He talks very, if you haven't watched um, Star Wars, he talks upside down and backwards. But um, in any case, if we make the mental decision that our role and our goal, as we stop serving clients, that our primary client becomes the team member, then we are mentoring and championing, championing, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and that becomes your key role, right? And that we can exude then a little bit of confidence that we're in charge and that we're leading, that we have the wisdom, we know the path and we know the way. And you've come here to find the way or, or you, you actually, you know a lot of the way. The miscommunication comes in our confidence to uh, tell them and lead them. And then I think, you know, it's the commitment to being an ethical and a good employer and always do right by people, even when it's freaking annoying and they're having a tantrum and we're much easier to throw them the sweets um, and that they are our clients right now. And I say that one because for me, that that was a, a mental shift for me when I had, when I mentally decided that I was going to be an ethically good employer, that that was my, you know, like um, I needed to let go of, I guess, ego and the things that I needed to primarily be a good employer and do right by people and then do it enough or communicate that enough that people could see it. So I wasn't always in the flight or fright or um, reactive mode, which is a good lead on to the next one, which is you should not take the path of aggression. It's way easier to focus on them and how they're not performing. Again, the reactive. And it's a little harder to talk to them about uh, the success pathway. Like let's not fight and push them harder, um, but we fight for their success. Like fight for their success. Um, I have a little beautiful, cute white dog, little fluffy Maltese kind of thing. He is so funny and stubborn. When I, when I take him for a walk and I pull on his lead, for example, to get out of the way for a bike that's coming towards us, he's so stubborn that he pushes his hands, his hands, he doesn't have hands, his paws down, and I have to drag him along kind of like um, he puts all his four, four feet down and says, you're not moving me. I don't want to move that way. He doesn't see the impending danger. But in, instead, if I actually am a, uh, ahead of him and I call, turn around, I call back to him, I say, come here, Rocky. Come here. Come here, boy. And I really encourage him. I want him to come because he's going to get a pat. Then he'll actually just run to me really easily and free-flowing and he won't get run over by the bike. But when I pull on the lead, he just pushes back. <laughs> the bugger. And I feel like this is kind of like this is the path of least aggression. It's like let's champion and champion them rather than just drag the lead or kind of try to push it uphill, maybe is another way of saying it. Is that resonating? Is that, does that feel like that sometimes we can get into that really reactive mode and um, it becomes a little bit of us and them, right? So my question is do we commit to making them the hero of the team. And sometimes we just have to swallow a little bit um, and advocate for their success. So making them the hero of the team, but without losing ourselves, um, our clients or our brand. Last thing, when I think about all of those things, I want you to think about what is the Operation Money Suck right now um, where we're investing our time in the wrong things in terms of supporting our team um, if we have are turning our attention to our team team member to win and advocate for their success then where should we be spending our time versus where we may be sometimes spending our time that maybe is not putting our team member uh, as the, as the hero as the hero of our business what are your thoughts
is there any realization of maybe where we're not spending our time or where, what are we, let me be very specific about the question. Where are we spending our time right now that maybe is working against us to be Yoda and make our team our hero? I hope that this has been uh, super helpful for you and it makes your daily management of your team and redirecting um, redirecting behavior, giving you a little bit of confidence and um, a framework to work with. So if you need help managing difficult team members or even just help growing, managing a thriving rockstar team, uh, and you would like some help with that, then reach out. I would love to have a conversation, find out a little bit more about your business, see if I'm the right person to help. So right below is a form you can fill in. I've got a couple of questions that I would love to know about you, and uh, maybe we'll hop on a call, we'll brainstorm some ideas together uh, around team management and uh, see if uh, I'm the right person for you to work with. All right, I look forward to connecting with you and uh, serving you more. Right, ciao for now. And that's a wrap. Now, if you made it to the end of this episode, you will have the team leadership strategy that will leave you feeling a little bit more confident to say no and not to give in and remove the resentment out of your life. It's time to step out of fear that your team is going to leave. Why? Because great people work for great, confident leaders. I did want to let you know in on a little secret. The three-step leadership strategy is usually only exclusively available in my Salon Mastery program. And today, I've given you just a little sneak peek. But if you want full access to the three-step leadership strategy, the strategy that will help you build a salon culture so good that your team will never want to leave, all you need to do is click the link in the show notes. And let's chat. I'll tell you a little bit about how you can gain exclusive access to this and more. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.